On this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide Podcast, we talk with Amanda Grant, the founder and CEO of U.S. Adopt. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Infant Adoption Guide Podcast. This show is all about domestic infant adoption and helping you on your journey to match faster, cheaper, and with less stress. So you can see your dream come true, the dream of becoming parents through adoption. That's what we're all about here, and thank you so much for listening. My name is Tim Elder. I am the host and uh, an adoptive dad. Got another great show for you today. Uh, Amanda Grant is here from US Adopt, which is uh, an adoption consulting service. If you haven't heard of them before, they're not an agency or a facilitator, um, but they are a place to get you very personalized help all throughout the adoption process. And Amanda and I will go into a lot of detail about that. And uh, I just wanted to, I'm just really excited for her to share the story of U.S. Adopt. And then also inside of the how-to of U.S. Adopt, she also shares some success stories of people that have actually worked with her and and have done it and gone through the process. And um, I really appreciate what she does because it really provides hope for a lot of folks out there that maybe feel overwhelmed by the adoption process or just stuck and have lost hope and need some hope. So hopefully we can provide that for you today. Let's get right into the interview with Amanda Grant from US Adopt. Okay, everyone, on the show today we have Amanda Grant. She is the founder and president of US Adopt, which is a place designed to simplify the adoption process and accelerate your journey while minimizing costly risks and mistakes, which is what this podcast is all about. And Amanda is an adoptive mom herself. She's a certified adoption professional, and she's dedicated her life to adoption education and helping people successfully adopt. So she's a perfect guest for the podcast episode. So Amanda, welcome to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. Thank you, Tim. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for coming on. It's really uh, an honor for me because I know I've listened to you on many podcasts before and I really appreciate the work that you do for the folks. Uh, you're all about helping people adopt faster and cheaper and with less stress and uh, I know you've done that and we'll get into some success stories and other things as we sure as we talk but I just first of all I would like to know when and why you started U.S. Adopt. Well, that's a good question. Um, and people who've known me in my prior life often ask that with a little bit of an astonished look on their faces. Because <laughs> sure. um, before U.S. Adopt, I spent um, over 20 years in the investment management business, always in the area of client service. So completely unrelated to adoption. And adoption was not part of my family history growing up in any way, shape, or form. But it was always something I knew that I wanted to be part of my life, whether or not I had children biologically. I just knew from a very young age I was going to adopt at least one child. And eventually the time in my life came where it just felt like it was time to move forward with that decision. And as I began to research it, I happened to be one of those people that can't research enough. And so I spent quite a few years researching and learning about adoption before even starting my own official journey. It became really evident to me that there was this cavernous gap in structure and objective information to guide people through the adoption process. And as I went through my own adoption of my son, although it was an incredibly positive experience, I don't have a horror story to tell, I have nothing but great things to share, I still realized at every step along the way that there were opportunities 
for the agency or the attorney or the industry in general to have provided me with a lot more clarity and guidance and filtering of information because the one word I think you hear and everyone would agree associated with adoption is overwhelming. And it's overwhelming for everybody at some point in the process. And I think for the wonderful professionals who are in the field of adoption, um, they're very well intended and they want to help people get through this process, but they forget that it's a new language and a new terrain and that most of the people that are coming into this part of the world have never experienced it before and have an incredibly steep learning curve um, that is going to impact probably the biggest decision they'll ever make in their life. So I just became, quite frankly, um, almost obsessed with trying to make this happen for people. And I decided pretty quickly that I was so interested in helping people do this better and smarter um, that I was going to leave my old life behind me, which I did, and start U.S. Adopt, which was founded in 2011. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's just shortly after you adopted your son, right? It was in 2010? Yeah, he was about 18 months old, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nothing like uh, doing everything at one time, huh? Yeah, you know, why not give up a lifelong career and stability? <laughs> and <laughs> But, you know, I never looked back. That's that's good. And the fact that you've been doing that for the last several years just proves that you really are doing what you're meant to be doing and Thank helping you. people. So. Let's let's get into that. really how how does it work? How does US Adopt work for the, the folks out there that are just starting their adoption process or maybe have already been in it and would like some help? Well, that's a really good point because I would say 50-50, our, our, our family clients are either just beginning and at that the very early stage of researching or considering adoption, or as you said, they've gone down the path already for several years and for a number of different reasons, which we can talk about, have decided they need to redirect their route. So the way that U.S. Adopt works is that it really puts structure into something that can otherwise feel very amorphous if you start internet researching and reading and talking to people. What I found over the years is that most people, again, because it's a new area, something they don't have exposure to or experience with, take recommendations from friends and families, which are not to be undervalued, but they also shouldn't be relied on completely because even if there's a wonderful adoption agency or a wonderful adoption attorney that someone had a great experience with, it doesn't mean that the family currently considering that professional is going to have that same experience. And it became evident to me that it's really critical for people to understand and have clarity about what they are looking for in adoption before they can know how others can help them. So U.S. Adopt has a real structure about how we work with people, and there's two different groups of clients that we work with. We work with families or individuals that want to adopt, and we take them through a very rapid and structured education process, understanding what all of their choices are domestically and internationally. The majority of our clients are adopting children in the United States, and so When they then move forward with that decision, we take them through an education process about all of the different options, whether they adopt private or from foster care, what the ramifications are of each of those decisions so that they don't underthink that choice. And then we take them through the 10, what we call the 10 key adoption decisions, regardless of which route they're going, things that most people don't decide until they've actually started working with an agency uh, or attorney. Things like, what is their budget? What, um, what geographical 
concepts that they need to think through because people often think, well, you know, I'm willing to adopt a child from out of state or across the country, but what they don't realize is that that decision also has financial implications. It's also related to the openness of an adoption that they are committing to, and so they don't understand until they learn that all of these key decisions are interrelated, and in order to not make a mistake and to pick the right professional the first time so that you don't have to backtrack in your process, you want to have real clarity about what type of child is ideal as a fit for your family, what kind of situations you are comfortable with with regard to openness and birth family communication, um, things like ethnicity and special needs. There's a whole list of them. So in the course of several weeks, we have a very intense education process, but it happens very quickly because it is structured and it is very systematic. It's trying to put order around a process that can otherwise feel chaotic. And so we do this in a matter of several working hours with our clients. And then we provide custom research to them specific to whether they want to work with an attorney, an agency, or a combination. And based on where they are located and where they are considering adopting from and also taking into consideration specific state laws, of course, for where they reside and where they're potentially looking at birth mother situations, and we provide them with custom research that includes every potential professional that is a fit for their adoption with detailed research and statistics that they can't find publicly because we are on the phones almost every day of every week with some agencies or attorneys getting updated information. So it doesn't get more current than what we provide to them. We provide them with a process to evaluate that report, and then we help them narrow it down so that they can interview the finalists and select their professional. For most families, from the time they start to work with us until the time they're in the door working with their selected professional or professionals can be a matter of weeks. And then... Some of our families want more assistance going through the rest of the process. So while we're providing that structured education, we also help them prepare in advance for the home study and complete all of the work that they can potentially complete, including their autobiography and deciding on birth parent situations prior to even beginning the home study so that it helps them when they get to the point of meeting with a social worker and having their pre-placement meetings not have to make very emotional decisions once the clock is ticking. And then there are families who will work with throughout the entire process, and we call that our unlimited package, where basically we're doing all of that work up front in education, getting them to the right professional, preparing them for their home study, also helping them with their profile, any birth parent communication, advertising if they're doing advertising, all the way through to placement and what to do while they're waiting to be matched before placement. That's on the family side. Then there is another side of U.S. Adopt, which again, continuing the theme of education because as you said, that's really what we're all about. Um, we realize there's hopefully an opportunity to educate large numbers of families through large employers. And so we provide adoption education events, training, and on-site consulting on-site for large employers. Very interesting. Yeah, that's that part I haven't really looked into much, but that's that would be very interesting for folks to get their employer on board. I know that can be a huge part of your financial means if your employer can get on board with uh, 
providing you some assistance for your adoption. That's very oh, cool. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there there are quite a few employers that do offer some financial partial reimbursement at the end of the process um, towards adoption expenses. But one of the things we found in our research is that it's typical that less than 1% of employees in a company participate in those benefits. And the reason they don't is because they don't know how to complete the adoption. Which is where you come in. <laughs> Hopefully. That's so, what we try to do. Would you consider yourself an adoption consultant then? I would, and I hope you'll let me clarify just for the, anybody listening that that does not mean facilitator. Um, we, we are not facilitators. We do no work directly with birth families or with matching, but I absolutely, that's what we call ourselves, our adoption consultants. Yeah, I'm glad you made that distinction because uh, a lot of folks get confused with, okay, so you can help place a baby with me? No, no. Exactly. No, <laughs> no I mean, I just try and, and reiterate with folks that, you know, we are here solely for the adoptive parents and to advocate for them and on behalf of them and to help them be outrageously well-informed as they pursue this process. Yeah, and you touched on it at the beginning that overwhelm is a huge word. Uh, I know we were, when we started, it was way overwhelming. You didn't have no idea where to start, and diving into the Internet is like diving into a, the ocean and trying to find something. This is <laughs> right. crazy, the amount of information that's out there, and you still don't have anything that tells you step-by-step, step, okay, here's what Because there is no one, I don't, I don't think there's one place you can go and say, here's your step-by-step, everybody follow this step-by-step, step. it's good for you. No, it depends on where you live, your financial means. Or just like you said, there's a whole bunch of factors that go into how you can go step-by-step step through the adoption process for you and, I and think that's all, I think that's a, yeah, that's a great point. And I think also people, I think one of the struggles people come up against is not only the amount of information. I mean, some of it is really great information, but it's so hard to decipher if you don't know what language you're even speaking which of that information is relevant and which of it is trustworthy, but also even just knowing what questions to ask. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. I get that all the time from, from folks. What even do we ask and how do we, who do we even go to ask it? Right. Where do you start? Who do you talk to? Who do you trust? And how much does it cost? <laughs> and how long will it take? So in your work with families, do you is everything done over the phone or do you do some like... Uh, video presentations you give them or documentation or it's to, um well it's a good question it varies by family we do work nationally so we have clients you know as far out as portland oregon we're based in new york and more of our clients than not are on the eastern part of the united states but um, we have quite a few clients i'm amazed to admit who we've never even met in person who hire us after doing their homework and researching and um, we work with solely over the phone um, people who are local or who we happen to be in the same state with at some point, we, we'd love to meet with in person. It's great to establish, obviously, one-on-one -on -one relationships, but technology is really helpful for all of us in this regard. And, you know, most of the families that come and work with us, they're short on time as it is to dedicate to this process. So the idea for them that they could have a conference call with me during their lunch hour um, is incredibly helpful and then all materials are provided to them as we go along for each of our working meetings and certainly when we do for corporates we can do it in person as well as doing presentations by webinar for example sure yeah the internet makes it a lot easier to to get in touch with people anywhere and everywhere 
But uh, the personal touch, like you said, is definitely important. Um, I know in our case, we work with uh, our company out in California that we didn't get to meet right away either. But um, yeah, it's important to talk with folks. I think it, you can at least establish some level of trust and uh, really confidence in the person you're working with uh, by by talking to them rather than just reading a website and, and going with them there. So I'm glad you're doing this podcast because I think people will listen to this and at least uh, get some uh, establish some level of, of trust and introduction to you so that maybe they would feel comfortable enough to, to give you a call and, and see more of what you're about and if you can help them. Well, thank you. Um, what could a, a family expect to get from you? Um, well, let me let me back up from that. How many families can you work with at one time? Obviously, there's probably more than just you at US Adopt that that works with yeah, families. Yeah, there there are several of us full time and several part time. But um, you know, I, it's a good question. I've been asked that before, and I don't honestly know the answer. I can tell you, we're nowhere near capacity, which is not to say that we're not working with a lot of families. I, you know, we've got well over 50 families currently that we're working with. But because of the way the adoption process goes, as you know from your experience, it ebbs and flows in its intensity and needs. And so there tends to be a very intense period of working with families up front in the beginning to get their adoption profile to figure out how they're going to answer these 10 key adoption decisions and then to thereby make the right professional decision for them and get them on their way with the agency. Then there tends to be an ebb while they're going through the home study because we've prepared with them all the work they can do in advance. So they're going through the meetings and the education process and or their advertising, for example. Um, And then they might need assistance working on their profile or doing all of the work that should be done before they're even matched and placed with a child, which a lot of people don't know about, things like legal matters, financial matters, getting temporary tax ID numbers and things like that. So all that being said, because of the ebb and flow of the demand along the process, we're able to work with quite a large number of families at the same time. Yeah, and is it up to the families um, based on their schedule, like how long it takes for them to go through the education process with you? Absolutely. If someone wanted to, they could go from their first working session with us to being matched and in and working with their agency in less than two weeks. Um, Some families do it that quickly. Others take over a year because, again, depending, and, you know, maybe you know this from your experience too, every family is different. They're coming from a different time and point and experiences in their life that have led to the decision to adopt a child. And depending on what those prior experiences have been, they may still be figuring out how committed they are to moving forward. And for some of them, even though they are very excited about the decision to adopt a child and wholeheartedly embrace it, once they begin the process, the reality of it can be so overwhelming that they need to take a step back. (laughs) So it's a very personal, as you know, it's a very personal journey. I can't accelerate for people their own readiness to engage in this but when they're ready we are and we can move it forward quickly yeah i think for a lot of folks including myself i can't imagine waiting any longer than you absolutely have to by the time you come (laughs) to the decision to adopt you want to go full force and (laughs) make it happen as quick as possible 
Uh, we'll get on that same token then how long I don't know maybe you, it's hard to answer this unless you keep statistics but how long um, is the average wait for families to adopt after they begin working with you or do they keep in contact with you afterwards they do keep in contact um, and there is no consistent answer to that I can tell you it, it has been all over the map you know where we what we can accelerate for people is not how quickly they are going to be matched once they're available to be matched, but how quickly they get to that point. Sure. Yeah. Because for some people, just getting to the point of being being in a book or being in an attorney's roster of families that can be matched can take them several years for a number of different reasons. That's the part that we can accelerate down to a matter of weeks if they're willing to put the work in and do it who matches with them and how quickly that happens is in the fate of the universe. But they will, you know, but if the entire process on average takes somebody four to six years because it's taking several years to do the research and figure it out and figure out what questions to ask and how to decide who's the right attorney or agency or even if they should adopt from foster care or from an agency or an attorney, if we can narrow that time frame down to a matter of weeks from years, then they've already gained several years, hopefully, with the future child of theirs. Well, that's the exciting part of your of your process is because not only can folks that come into it that don't know anything about adoption can come up to speed fast, but I've run across several people that have been hanging out there for years and not have adopted and they're just beat up I mean, they're almost yeah. lost hope yeah. and they could come to you and say all right i need to what we've done has not worked can you help right. us get back on track and then get where we need to go faster because this isn't working so that i really exactly. like that and it's very heartbreaking to see those situations i mean there's a I, i'm just in awe in a in a kind of negative way, unfortunate way of how many people I do come to us who are not just beginning, but have been going down the adoption road for a number of years and have either been scammed by their attorney or their agency or have gone about things in a way that was just completely wrong because nobody told them that there was another way to do it. Very good point. Yes. Uh, what are some of the major roadblocks or struggles that you've, that families can run into that, come to you? Let's see. Well, probably one of the biggest is finances. That That's one that's very common for people. They think that they can't afford adoption. They're not aware of all of the financial resources that are available to them, either nationally or statewide, depending on what type of adoption they're doing. Um, so we do spend a lot of time working through people's finances with them and also providing them with very detailed information on you know, where they might benefit from funding, either from tax credits or grants or loans or fundraising or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's one of the biggest obstacles. I think another big obstacle is um, fear of open adoption. It seems to prevent a lot of people from even coming to the table to have a realistic discussion about moving forward with a, an adoption. And so I spend a lot of time, both with my clients and hopefully at conferences, talking to people about why open adoption is not something to be feared and what the benefits are for all of the parties involved in it. 
Um, and it, But that's a long conversation, and it takes people a while to really get comfortable with that if they've had no exposure to it. So that's one of the things that also slows it down for some families is having to think through that. Um, not understanding the way that our country <laughs> processes adoption choices having to do with, for example, the age of children or the gender of children has been an obstacle for a lot of people. They sort of come to the table and say, well, I want a three-year-old Caucasian child, and here's the profile I want of the parents. And so there's a pretty significant education process that has to take place to say that's not how it works. Here's how the reality of adoption works. Here are the choices you have. Some people feel blessed that they have so many choices about the child in advance of adopting um, and choices about the birth family that they might have a relationship with, other people see that as a real curse. I think it's a lot about perspective and where they're coming from in the journey, too. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, the open adoption one is a really, really big one. Uh, and I would encourage folks, uh, We just I just did a podcast episode, uh, the last one actually, uh, 23, was with an adoptive dad that uh, they've been through two adoptions and they have really open adoptions, really positive, successful adoptions. And I, I encourage anybody to go back and listen to that one uh, because you'll get a perspective on open adoption that is worth listening to. It'll open your eyes on what adoption, open adoption can be. And uh, it's really encouraging. So, um, So what would you say to families that maybe have been we've already kind of talked about this, but they've been down the road already. They've maybe spent thousands of dollars with an agency or attorney. Maybe you've had a yep. failed match or two. They've lost hope or just, just been beaten up. Um, and, but they, they come to a site like yours or they hear you talk about this and they go, Oh, it sounds really encouraging and hopeful. And how do I, where do I start? Um, do I, do I just jump in and, and pay for one of your services? <laughs> Well, luckily you don't have to do that because uh, I'm so committed to this that I offer a free consultation. So, um, and it's it's one of pretty tremendous value from what my clients tell me. So, um, if somebody was in that position and wanted to just even evaluate if there's anything that could be done to help them, then I would offer that free consultation and um, ask anyone to reach out to me to schedule that. Um, but I, you know, I think an important message to those people, whether it's been um, failed adoptions or interrupted adoptions or unfortunate scam situations, you know, there's there's some horrible things that happen to very vulnerable people. I I always try and reiterate to people that um, I've never known anyone who wanted to adopt who, when they stuck it out, didn't succeed in the end. It might not be, you know, right in the moment that they want it, but, you know, what is in life? Um, and unfortunately for some people, this is a much harder journey than it is for others. I have often found, though, that in those situations when I'm provided with the history of what's happened, we can usually figure out why and a way to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Absolutely. That's what people need to know. Yes. Yeah. Give them some hope. Absolutely. Uh, um, speaking of hope, could you share some uh, a success story or two of folks that have worked with you and just either have come out of a really bad situation and turned it around or just came in when not knowing anything over, totally overwhelmed? Yeah, I'm happy to talk about those. <laughs> 
Um, I'll give you a couple of examples. So, well, there's a a family that lived several states south of us who had, you know, they were an example of a family who the parents thought they were too old to adopt when I first started working with them. Um, One of them was already 50 and one of them was soon to be. And they thought they'd never be matched. They thought a birth mother would never pick them. They're also in a state where birth mothers tend to go out of state to other agencies because the benefits to birth mothers and the assistance that can be provided are not very positive in that state. So they were really feeling like the odds were against them. They talked to a few people and were not very hopeful. And we worked together. And uh, I think it was in under 10 months, um, Actually, it was under seven months they were matched with a birth mother, and it turned out she was local within an hour of them. A young woman and her family was involved, and it's an open adoption. And um, at 10 months after they began, they became the parents of their newborn son. Um, And then there's another very recent situation, single woman who um, I've actually met her a year before we started working together at a conference where I spoke, and she was well into her efforts. Um, By the time we started working together, she had worked with three different adoption agencies, one attorney and one facilitator, and had had a number of very unfortunate situations, Um, was just sort of grasping out wherever she could, um, you know, as, as... is appropriate because she didn't know where else to go. And as you've pointed out, there is no central place. So she was just doing everything she could. She felt a lot of time pressure because of her own age and having spent so much money already on the process. So we started working together and um, gosh, I think it's less than six months before she was um, presented with a situation that was the right one for her. And she's actually on a flight on her way home today with her son. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. So, that and you know, and they're, they're not all traumatic stories. I mean, they're wonderful stories of, of people who just are starting at the very beginning of the process, and we work with them from day one so that they do this the right way the first time and with as much confidence as they can, knowing they've got somebody completely on their side advocating for them here every step of the way and we just help guide them through the process. I know it's not a very romantic notion, but I sort of think of us sometimes as Sherpas um, because we, we really can help guide people th- and show them that there is an actual way to go through this process systematically. Yes, and I think you've said made the point through your stories that uh, it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, if you're if you feel like you've lost hope or you're uh, overwhelmed no matter where you are just go talk to amanda She'll there's nothing <laughs> to lose there's nothing to lose right. it's a go free it's a free consultation it's on our website I'm, I'm happy to give out our number and email would love to take calls and it can be really useful because some people are afraid to even or not even afraid just tentative about having the initial conversation and they find that in one conversation it can really enlighten them to what the possibilities are for their own lives yeah, and being a guy in this process is, is, <laughs> is uh, for me, that's really important because I I get some of the, oh, I don't know what you call it, emotions, I guess, behind going after an adoption and building your family that way. But being a guy, I'm, I want to know some of the practicality stuff. You know, I mean, I want to know how this stuff works, what yep. it could cost us, 
and how do we get from point A to point B to point C to point all the way through and so having your service like that I think would really uh, help us or guys like me anyway that are really <laughs> practically based and want to, to know the ins and outs of the process that's that's really cool that's a great point to bring up and if you don't mind me just adding you bring up something else that, that I think is really important for people to know you and I have talked about this a little bit but often in a couple anyway both partners or both spouses are not always in the same place about the process when they start. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that that's another true. that's another challenge to overcome as they start to pursue this. Yeah, I would say likely that's I don't know. I haven't done any statistics behind this, but I would say based on my experience, that's most cases one or the other is going to be ahead and more into the whole adoption journey and process before the other one comes up to speed. So, yeah, I think uh, that's an important part and a big obstacle to overcome. But it's also great why people have you to listen to. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Well, I try to be an adoptive dad voice that is, uh, I guess, unique because there's not a lot of us out there talking about it. (laughs) There really aren't. Well, um, thank you so much for your time. I wanted to, to... point out to the folks that also on your site uh, in addition to your your free 30 minute consultation you give you also have a newsletter that I'm a part of and I get in fact I just got one today and I would encourage everybody to go sign up for that because there's good information on there and even if you're not sure about signing up or even calling Amanda yet just uh, get on there and get her get her newsletter just to hear what she's about and she's got a lot of great information on her website it's usadopt.com and uh just go and explore her site. There's just a ton of information on there and very detailed stuff about what the services that she offers. Um, anything else that we could tell the folks that uh, maybe we've have missed here? Gosh, I think the most important message is don't give up hope. Know, know that if you haven't begun yet and it seems overwhelming like anything else, when you break it down into small pieces in a process, you can get through it and if you're on your way and you're finding it overwhelming, know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it happens for everyone that wants it. Amen to that. Yes. All right. Very well said. Well, thank you again for, for joining me and sharing all the great information. It's uh, really enlightening and I think it'll help a lot of folks. So anybody out there listening, uh, if, if you're on the fence or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're losing hope, just give her a call. Just go on to usadopt.com. Her, her number's at the very top of the page. It's very easy to just to give her a call, and why not find out uh, what you can about what the services that she offers. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, Ben. Okay, thanks, man. Bye. Okay, everybody. That was a great interview with Amanda Grant. Thank you to Amanda for coming on the show and providing all the insights and, and tips and uh, really just how U.S. Adopt works. It was really my goal to let everybody know how U.S. Adopt works, what it offers you, and how it can save you time, money, and stress on your adoption. And that's what this podcast is all about. So um, I'm just really pleased to have her on. And she did a great job of uh, explaining. And uh, really, I would say, why not give them a call? I mean, you got she's got a free 30-minute consultation. It doesn't take anything for you to pick up the phone give her a call and just see what they're all about. And if she can help you, isn't that better than spending thousands of dollars with someone else or to see if something else will work? Um, and maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um, why not give her a call and just see if she can help you. So 
thank you, Amanda, for joining me and uh, the great information. And uh, speaking of great information, I got four free adoption resources for you that I've come up with based on my research and my own experience through two adoptions. And you can get them over at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash welcome. I'll give you the uh, instant download, the link to download them. And uh, they're in a PDF form. You, should, you can get them and read them. And uh, there's links in there to help you on your journey. And um, if, if you haven't been to my start page yet on infantadoptionguide.com forward slash start, I have categorized a lot of the blog posts and podcasts that we've done here on the site and to help you in different areas um, that you may need some help in in your adoption journey. So go over there, infantadoptionguide.com forward slash start. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you would, please uh, go over to iTunes. Um, I set up a special link for you to easily do this. Uh, go over to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash iTunes. And uh, there, you can get into there and just leave an honest review for me. If you really like the show and um, you appreciate what's going on here, if you leave that review, that'll help others to see the show as well uh, within iTunes. Um, and that's all I have for you on the show today. I look forward to bringing you the next one. Until then, God bless you on your journey. You are in my prayers that you will become the parents you want to be real, real soon. God bless. God bless.